Women want to hear women, where we put the spotlight on country music's most talented ladies. Be a part of moving the conversation forward with your host, Elena Smith. Oh, yeah, we're back. And this week, Claire Dunn. You guys, I don't know if you're familiar with her yet, but if you're not, your world is about to get just a million times better. Claire has been one of my favorite artists for a couple years now, actually. She has put out zero music that I have not liked. Hold up. That was confusing. She has never put out a song that I didn't like. There we go. Anyway, I love her. She is one of the best performers I've ever seen live. And let's just get to it. We talk about all kinds of fun stuff. So I hope you enjoy. And all you dog lovers out there, yes, we do talk about her dog, Guthrie. So you're welcome. Let's go. All right, guys, I am so excited because if you follow me on Instagram at all or in life at all, you know how obsessed I am with Claire Dunn. And she's here. Thank you so much for coming. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. It's such an honor and this is so cool and I'm, I'm just so glad you're doing this. Thank you so much. Now, I, I like to get started right away. Like, let's jump right in. And I like to start with experience. Yeah. So you've been doing this for a minute now. I mean, you've been in the yeah. game for a while. Yeah. What has your experience been like just proving yourself as an artist? Is it everything that you thought it would be different? Oh, wow. Um, That's a great question. I think that it's a lot of hard work Mm -hmm. but i'm accustomed to that i grew up on a farm and a ranch so really in the grand scheme of things any day that i can be doing this is is basically a vacation compared to the (laughs) alternative for me yeah and the alternative for me would be to be home you know manual labor on a farm driving tractors you know whatever with cattle and so in that regard i can't I can't complain Mm -hmm. because it is my dream and it's what I wanted to do. It's been a lot of sacrifice. It has been harder and maybe a little bit in some ways slower than I thought. But, you know, obstacles are nothing new Mm -hmm. and we all face them. And, you know, what defines you in life is the kind of character you have and how you decide to go around those obstacles. And that's, you know, they're, again, they're just nothing new. And it's just all about, you know, how you decide you're going to carry yourself through them, you know, with integrity. And you're going to just stay true to your compass and keep marching forward. Yeah. Yeah. If that kind of answers it. It does. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's an interesting industry. And you talked about it maybe taking longer than you might have thought. Sure. And obviously, part of this conversation is the fact that country radio, it seems to be a an industry where there's a lot more males right now on country radio than there are females. Sure. So when you are strategizing with your team on what to do next, is that part mm-hmm. of the conversation that, you know, you are a woman in country music uh-huh. and there's not as much space right now for that? Do yeah. you guys talk about that? <clears throat> well, certainly I think everyone sees that it's there mm-hmm. i mean any anybody can go pull up a chart and anybody can look for themselves and and see the the numbers and see that yes there are i don't know what the the ratio would be but yeah there's definitely more guys names on the chart than you'll find girls for me personally it's my strategy continues to be to make great music to make good music to be active on the road and to keep putting on shows and to give it my all every time I get on stage, every time I go in a studio, every time I write a song. And I feel like those are the things I can control. 
Right. And those are the things that I can continue to strive for excellence and I can continue to pour my whole entire heart and soul into my music. And at the end of the day, that is what I can control. And I can make sure that that outcome is something I'm proud of. And that when I look back in however many years, I can look back on my music with pride. And to know that every time somebody has heard my music, that every time someone has gotten to come to my show, it's been an overwhelmingly positive experience. People who have heard my music, you know, it's still for the most part pretty un in the grand scheme of things, largely unheard. But for the people who have heard it, it's a reaction that is so strong. Yeah. Like, oh my God, we love what you do. And that is my that's my number one plaque on the wall right now. Mm-hmm. And people who come to see us play live, it's the same sort of reaction. Like, oh my gosh, we didn't know. Yeah. Where have you been? Why why have I not heard of you? So those things are what we can control and what continues to be our focus is just that, you know, good music, good shows and a lot of prayer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, speaking of shows, I have had the opportunity to see you a handful of times live. I've yeah. had the opportunity to interview a handful of times. Yeah. And when I interview you, like, you're so chill. You're just like this down chick. Like, you know, you're here. Like, I just want to, like, crack open a beer or something with you. Yeah. But when you get on stage, girl, you are a beast. Is it like is it like an alter ego thing for you, like Sasha Fierce for Beyonce? Oh, you know, that's a good way to describe it. I love Beyonce, and I, I hadn't thought about that. Some people feel like I'm being total full of BS when I say this, but I tend to be a shy kind of person just in general. Mm-hmm. But when I'm on stage, I feel like that's where I'm most comfortable. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I I do. It's just, it's where I love to be. You know, I feel that on stage when I'm performing, that's my, that's my place in the world. Mm -hmm. We each have our place in the world. And I feel that I can be totally who I am, totally in my skin, in the skin that I was born into. And and that's okay. You know, I, I feel okay with myself and and everything and who I am when I'm on stage. Yeah. It just, I feel okay. Well, when was the first time that you actually hit the stage and noticed that? Six years old. Really? Yeah. And were you like that at six years old? Were you like bouncing around the stage and doing? Well, I was, um, yeah. I mean, not too long. My first performance, I think I was just figuring it out. Like, what is this, you know? But then I was heavily involved in a dance studio growing up from the time I was about six or so. And that taught me, too, how to express myself through Mm -hmm. dance, through music, through movement. And that has obviously carried over into what I do now. I mean, fans tell me all the time, yeah, we tried to get some good pictures of you, but you don't have still on. (laughs) (laughs) Or there's a hair flip always guaranteed in one of your pictures. Oh, my gosh. It's not even intentional. It's just my hands are tied up playing guitar. So so. I didn't know that you danced, though. What kind of dance did you do? Oh, everything. Uh, ballet, tap, jazz, hip hop. But hip hop was what I, um, you know, grew into. Like yeah. around middle school, like I figured out that that was what I loved most. Were but, you like competitive dancer? Or? Uh, yeah, we did. Shut up. Yeah. Um, I was on a college dance team briefly. And then uh, when I moved to, when I transferred into Belmont, I would go take dance classes down at Vanderbilt so often that they thought, 
I was just telling Donna, they thought I went there. (laughs) And they had me be in their, like, dance recital. They put you in their recital? in the hip-hop dance recital. That is, that's kind of badass, I I never brought it up, and they never asked, so I was like, okay. That just goes to show, like, you go anywhere with confidence, anyone will believe whatever you're you're selling. I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm there. So, do you still have all those dance skills? Like, if we were to put on some hip-hop right now, could you, like, get down? Oh, sure, sure. Really? mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm mm-hmm. going to keep that in my back pocket. Shoot, girl. I know, for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about your label because yeah. you have a lot. You're, you're lucky enough to be on Universal Music. Yes, and very. There are so many amazing, talented women on that label as mm-hmm. well. You know, you've got Casey Musgraves. You've got mm-hmm. Shania Twain. Good Lord. I know. You've got Hillary Scott. Mm-hmm. There, you, Lauren Elena. I mean, so many, so mm-hmm. many amazing women. Is there any kind of sisterhood in that? Like, do you guys get to chat together? and Or, or is it more just kind of like a place oh. that you all work? You know, for me, um, and I obviously can't speak to other girls' experience, but for me, I just, we're all so busy. Yeah. And the hustle is real. And I think we all probably could agree. I think they would probably tell you the same thing, that the hustle is for real. And I think we're all just so busy hustling that um, I've I've never met Casey. Um, and I've hung out with Lauren some. Mm-hmm. But we're just all so busy. And I, there's no other reason than just that, that yeah. we don't get time because, you know... It's you gotta you gotta go work to mm-hmm. to get your music heard and and as you should you should you know not not if there's anything wrong with that that's the nature of life but I wish I wish we got to like I need to have like I don't know a wine and cheese night or something like <laughs> yes I mean like hanging out well I mean because for real like if there's anybody mm-hmm. that's gonna understand what you're going through you know mm-hmm. it's those ladies but mm-hmm. who do you go to when you need to vent like who's your go to. Oh, well, um, I'm really lucky that, you know, I, I have a, an amazing team around me. And if I just need to blow off steam or whatever, I, I can always call any of my family or or friends, you know, who have a little bit of a knowledge of the industry or whatever that um, they're they're not in it. But yet they are kind of they aware it. of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to work at the Grand Ole Opry. And uh, two of my best friends, um, since I moved to town, are the girls that I worked with at the Opry. So, no kidding. Yeah. So we all um, are still good friends, and we get together and chit-chat. And, you know, it's great to have that camaraderie because they understand. They work in, like, shoot-offs of the industry, and so they understand it. And it's nice to have that, you know, venting, uh, you know, just that safe place and they knew you before yeah and yeah whoa yeah i'm like so curious what they think about what you're doing now like was that shocking to them or they um well they were always the ones that were like coming out and supporting me at like riders nights whenever i first moved to town yeah so i don't think they were surprised at all but they're just like okay when are you gonna get your number one right when are we gonna get to come to your party you know like they're just like okay we're ready for it claire i'm like i know i'm working on it okay and so am i so there there are like these there's this like group of people that i consider like in my life like a a handful of ladies and men that i get like genuinely frustrated when they put out projects 
and it doesn't do what I know and believe that it can do. Mm. Like, move on and tuxedo. Mm. Oh. Bangers. Like, so <laughs> good. And, Thank like, you. I just didn't understand it. And it's frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's something that I'm still trying to understand and advocate sure. for. Sure. But for someone that actually worked on it, I mean, it's your project, it's your baby, all yeah. of that music. For mm-hmm. you not to see it do what you know and believe that it can do, mm-hmm. how does that feel? And how do you, how do you approach that? Well, that's where... A lot of um, you make peace with the fact that, you know, you realize the things you can control and the things you can't. And so I I made peace or I try to make peace. Not that I always get it done, Mm. but with that fact, Mm. tuxedo, even though it didn't do what we all felt it could, what it did do was still it sold like over 250,000 copies, Mm -hmm. which in this day and age, that's huge is nuts. Yeah. Considering the fact that it was heard in a uh, a select few, a, a select number of places right. or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But I look at it as a stepping stone, mm-hmm. you know, and I look at dudes, too, that I admire who they never they didn't have it the quick route or the easy route like Eric Church and John Party. And I'm lucky enough to be on the same record label as them. And we have a similarity in the fact that maybe it takes a. A, a second to get going in some areas of our career in other areas are going great. And like, for instance, the live tour. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Eric and John always had early on. And that I have, I have a, an amazing group of fans out there, rabid fan base that, you know, they know when they come to my shows, they know every single word to tuxedo. Heck yeah. And it is a riot. And while some areas of my career uh, are just, um, maybe taking a little longer than expected. Like, for example, I was just out in Montrose, Colorado, and I'm from Colorado, mm. but I grew up eight hours from Montrose. I have no connections to that place, and yet we sold 2,000 tickets. Whew. So those things, you have to just keep it all in perspective. And the mm. things that maybe don't um, m- meet your expectation, you have to be grateful for the things that do. I would have never thought that I would sell 2,000 tickets at this juncture in my career in Montrose, Colorado, that I have zero connection to, mm-hmm. or that I would set the grandstand record attendance in my home, near my hometown of Lamar, Colorado, last year, or that we would go to Iowa and we would play to 5,000 people the first year at a festival at the first slot in the day, and then we'd come back the second year and we played to 10,000 people the first slot of the day. Like, mm-hmm. so those things are what blows my mind. And I, I continue to be grateful for those things. And the fans are, are driving that, you know, so everything else I know will come. Work, girl. That's right. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. So my next question, um, is how dare you? And hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Love this. How dare you put out such an, another amazing oh. song? I am like beyond obsessed with more. And I think you know Thank this because I think you've seen me tag you and stuff. Yes. Like it's my most Thank current you. on repeat song. I get these songs that like I just can't stop putting on repeat. Yeah. That's one of them. So Thank where you. is this new inspiration coming from? Yeah. Where for the, the new project? Tell me what's coming yeah. because I need more. <laughs> and I didn't even mean to do that because like I wasn't about to dad joke you. But like I do. I need more. I find myself doing that a lot now. I'm like, oh, um, well, this project and this song, uh, the start of this project is just I wanted to show people, um, number one, 
a softer side, mm-hmm. a side that's always been there to me or a, a part of me as an artist, but um, for whatever reason, just maybe hasn't seen the light of day yet. I mean, it is very early on in my career, so uh, I, I get why that wouldn't have happened yet. But I wanted to showcase this part. I wanted to have a song that I could sing. I'm a singer way before I'm ever a guitar player. I, I've been singing my whole life and playing for a few years, so that was important, but I wanted to have a, a message of positivity, too, especially coming from a female, and that mm-hmm. right now there's, there is a lot of negativity kind of floating out and about. My job as an artist is to see the world and to write songs that are reflective of what I would hope to see happen in the world, mm-hmm. and more is just a song that I hope brings everyone together and that, you know, it's been crazy just even seeing the reaction to the song. People are like putting it in their weddings for Pete's sake. Which That's got to be crazy. Oh. Like for you. So nuts. Yeah. So nuts. The ultimate compliment. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, girls hit me up on Twitter all the time and they're like, yo, girl, I'm putting your song in my wedding. Yes. I was like, what? <laughs> so... But but yeah, I mean, even outside of romantic love, this is really a song for, you know, anybody out there who's just ever loved somebody, really. I mean, I sing it to my dogs, so... Girl! Just to put that out there. Thank you! <laughs> I guess. Okay. And I know, and I do want to talk to you about your dog, Guthrie, right? Yes! So, I What kind of dog you, do you have? Oh, she's like, she's a little shelter dog, too. So, I got oh. her from Nashville Humane. Her name's Zoe. Oh. She's like a husky shepherd lab mix, and she's wow. the runt because I'm the runt. So, like... <laughs> I had to get a run to, like, I decided that. I love her, and I know how much you love Guthrie. Is mm-hmm. is that something that maybe you're going to be looking into? Because I always see you very passionate about, you know, yeah. adopt, don't shop. Mm-hmm. Is that something that maybe you want to get more involved in? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I try. Um, I don't know that I'll ever have my own organization because I feel like there are so many wonderful organizations out there. And, um, I mean, I, I don't know, but right now I just want to support the ones that are already going yeah. that need word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm very passionate in particular about pit bulls because, um, they have a bad rap. They do. And they shouldn't. No, it's, mm-hmm. it's, there's no bad pit bull, only a bad human being. Amen. I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's what you trained those dogs to do. And they're so extremely loyal that they are easily taken advantage of. It is, it is really a crime what happens to those dogs. And so, yeah, I'm very passionate about that. Um, we've rescued several pit bulls now and, you know, some are not without their kinks. Some are, you know, it's not to say that they're a perfect dog, but they're a worthy dog. Yeah. They're so smart and can be so funny. And so smiley. Yes. Like I love pity smiles. Like it's the cutest. Yes. I know. Yes. And I just, when we first, when we rescued one pit bull, that's when we really learned just how misunderstood the breed is Mm -hmm. and just trying to. Do whatever small part I can to, you know, raise awareness that, hey, it's it's not the dog. It's who the dog came from and what they put them through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I completely agree. Yep. Now, I'm going to take a little bit of a left turn here from dogs back yes. to women. Because yes. I know we need to kind of wrap up here and I want to get to your live performances. <laughs> okay. But I do always like to kind of remind people or anybody that's new to this podcast. Yeah. Give the origin behind the name of this podcast, which is Women Want to Hear Women. Mm -hmm. So it came from a phrase that I've been told many times in my life to my face. And I know a lot of female artists. Oh, women don't want to hear women. Women don't want to hear women. Yeah. So my question for you is what how do you react when you hear that phrase? What do you want to say about that? 
Well, I, I would always be interested to know, like, who decided that was law? <laughs> like, wh- who decided that that was just the reality of it? Um, for me personally, I want to hear good. I want to hear good. You're great at what you do. I want to hear, uh, as a woman, I wanted to hear Shania. I wanted to hear Reba. I just met Reba, and I just flipped my lid. Yes. Would not that be That, like, literally happened today. Yes. So right before I came I'm here. I'm in your post-Reba glow currently. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And, and, like, I know so many, all of my friends growing up, we listened to her. We listened to Shania. We listened to Trisha Yearwood. We listened to Faith Hill, Pam Tillis, Martina McBride. Uh, I'm forgetting so many. I know, but... I think there's a lot of great music being made by women. I'm not saying everything done by a woman is great. Not all music being made by dudes out there right now is great. Mm -hmm. It's just there's good and bad to it all. But it certainly is not something where I think there is this overwhelming majority of bias against our own kind. I just don't think I certainly would not put together that way. And I know for me at my shows... There are just as many, if not more, girls out there than dudes. Mm -hmm. And so many girls come up to me with Tuxedo prior, but now starting to be with more. That's my song. You know, with Tuxedo, it was, that's my song. That's about my boyfriend. That's about my husband. That's about my so-and-so. And And they they take ownership of that. And that's the goal. Because we're, we're just, we're all in this same, if I'm feeling it, I know another girl out there is feeling it, you know. Whatever the the thing would be. And then I get that now with more. So I, I don't know. I don't agree with that statement for sure. I just think that, you know, women want to hear good music and there's plenty of it being made out there by girls. There sure. certainly is. And that leads directly into right before we get to your performance. Yeah. We need to put together a women want to hear women playlist for this week. Okay. So can you help me pick at least like five female artists that you think people should be listening to this week? Oh, yes. I think that people... Well, I think people should be listening to Claire Dunn. Well, obviously. Okay, so I already I already picked my Claire Kidding. Dunn picks, Kidding. which I'm going to surprise you with. So I, I've got that covered. Yes. But who else? Let's create the sisterhood here. Who, um, who do you I want think, people to hear? I think Lauren Elena. Yes. I think she is one of the best vocalists that is out right now. And what song of hers are you feeling? Oh, doing fine. Lauren Elena. Perfect. Who's next? Shania Twain, of course. Oh, yes. I mean, Reba, of course, just because she's top of mind. But Casey Musgraves, um, got to give a shout out to my label mate girl there. Okay, wait, uh, we need songs for them, though. Oh, Reba song. It just came into my head. Uh, is there a life out there? Wow, that's a pull. I love it. I know, right? Okay, Shania song. The Woman and Me. Yep. Casey song. Butterflies. Yes. Um, Hit me with one more artist and song. Ashley McBride, Girl Going Nowhere. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, girl. So there we go. That Those are Claire Dunn's picks for this week's Women Want to Hear Women playlist. You can check it out below. I'm yeah. going to be adding in my picks of your songs. Yeah. But I want to surprise you. So once this goes up, go look and let me know how I did. Oh, okay, so girl. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be hitting you up. <laughs> All right. Thank you so, so much for this, Claire. Thank you for having me. It was an honor. And I'm just so pumped that you're doing this. And kudos and best of luck on everything, girl. Thank you. Yeah, girl. She's so fun, right? So many great things to say. Thank you again to Claire Dunn. And I do have a little bit of bad news. We had a glitch when she was performing her cover song, and she covered her version of Adele's version of Make You Feel My Love. So we do have the video, but for some reason, the video, like, pooped out on us in the beginning. So I'm sorry that the beginning's not there, but you can still enjoy the rest of that cover, which is absolutely beautiful. And we have the full version of her performance of more. 
So you can check out those videos below this podcast if you're listening on the website. If you're not and listening somewhere else, you can just go to nashcountrydaily.com. Also, keep those tweets coming on who you would like to see featured next on Women Want to Hear Women. You can use that hashtag, Women Want to Hear Women, and you can tweet me. I'm at Elena D. Smith or Nash Country Daily. They're at Nash C-N-T-R-Y Daily. Before we wrap this up, I want to send out some quick thank yous to people that helped to make this happen. Donna Hughes, Jim Casey, Brian Webb, you all rock. And of course, I ain't leaving here without shouting out all you fellas who have been so, so supportive of this message. I know that you love hearing women on the radio, too, and appreciate the talent. And I just love you guys for that. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a great weekend or day or whenever you're listening to this. Just hope you're living your best life. Okay, bye.